You're listening to Chainlink, the crypto news podcast with your host, Joshua Roomsberg. Follow and subscribe today. Welcome to the Chainlink podcast. I'm your host, Joshua Roomsberg. Today's episode is about building a layer one blockchain presented by Legacy Network. Today's guest, Justin Weyu. Welcome back to the show, brother. Thank you for being here. Thanks for having me. Very excited to be here and uh, share some of the cool improvements that have been going on in the community. For new listeners who might not know about Legacy Network, give them a brief introduction. Yes, yeah, so uh, Legacy Network is a layer one blockchain. Um, we forked off a of Tron initially, and we've made uh, significant improvements upon that since then. When it comes to building a layer one blockchain, what does that look like? Is it you as an individual coming up with an idea? Do you brainstorm with multiple developers? How does that come about? I mean, I don't think we do anything by ourselves. You know, it, uh, it started with uh, a group of investors and a group of developers, and we all came together and we all love Tron and we, we wanted to build a lot of our decentralized applications on it. And uh, we, we kept running into roadblocks like, okay, we want to do this and this and this. And we kept suggesting it. And ultimately we decided, um, why don't we all come together and uh, build our own and the way, the way we want it to be. And, uh, and that's kind of what we did with legacy. Okay. So you feel like, Legacy is different from Tron on multiple factors. Let's break down some of the differences between Legacy and Tron. Yes, so um, one of the key differences would be they have 27 super representatives that govern the network. Uh, We took it a step further by splitting those 27 super representatives into what we call GBs or governing bodies. Okay. So instead of having to have 51% of the vote uh, on legacy network, you need two thirds. Okay. So that's one way we decentralize it a little more. Also um, the tokens on Tron were a lot more concentrated than ours. Uh, For example, we just burned another 250 million uh, legacy tokens or about 240 just before we got on this, on this video. Okay. And, uh, and beyond that, I burnt the rest of my tokens. Um, we, the team holds a very small amount and we were able to do that because we budgeted properly. And beyond that, we, we believe in the project. Okay. Now, when it comes to being able to build on top of the network, when you look at legacy network, what types of, advancements can you see for the network being used in the future? So we also innovated uh, our gas. Okay. uh, Basically our network fees. Um, Most networks, their gas tokens fluctuate in price. Yep. Ours are stable in the way that it's always going to be a dollar worth of um, network fees. And that's what USDL is. So the advantage that we have over other networks is projects, applications can be built on our network and they can be budgeted uh, in advance. 
as opposed to, you know, you're building on Ethereum, you're building on something else. You might have $10,000 worth of fees and maybe Ethereum jumps up and now you need a hundred thousand, you know? Yep. So it makes it very difficult to have any kind of forecast on your budget. When it comes to USDL for mm -hmm. people who are not familiar with the network, let's break that down even deeper. Now, okay. one USDL, does that represent $1 or does that represent 100 transactions on the network? So I would think of it like this. Um, when we had the gold standard, yep. one US dollar was exchangeable, essentially a receipt for $1 worth of gold, yep. right? So if people can take that concept and think of it as one USDL is a receipt for $1 worth of server transactions. Okay. Yeah. So, I mean, you can take a dollar and you can sell it to somebody for a hundred dollars, right? Yeah. Nothing's stopping them from doing it, but it comes back to what it's redeemable for. And it's redeemable for $1 at uh, worth of server fees. If that makes sense. Okay. So right now on the network, what is the cost per transaction? So currently it's uh 10 cents. Okay. And, and we, we bumped it up 10 times so we could, stress the network 10 times the amount 10 times faster and uh and then we'll be lowering it um this year so if you hold one usdl mm -hmm. you'll only be able to do 10 transactions on the network right now currently yes okay and then that will adjust over time yes and uh anybody who is using up a lot of usdl say for uh launching an application yeah we've already um made it clear that we'll rebate anybody who needs that extra usdl to compensate them okay that's cool now yeah. from an end user perspective when say you're going to use a dap or you uh -huh. are going to launch an nft on the network mm -hmm. and you are going to create an nft series of say ten thousand nfts Right. What what would that look like as far as transaction cost versus how many USDL you would need to put something like that together? So we kind of wanted to innovate the process on that as well. Instead of making it, um, you know, whatever the server fee is at the time, yeah. we have a cap on it or a, a minimum amount that users need to pay to create any type of tokens. Okay. And this is to avoid uh, spam yeah. on the network. And, you know, if we make, if tokens cost 10 cents to make, you know, you're going to have a thousand tokens flying all over the place. So yeah. this kind of just reduces the traffic and uh, reduces clutter. Okay. Yeah. The congestion on the network as well exactly. with just random transactions. I got you. Exactly. Another thing that was recently announced is a partnership between Quantum International and the Legacy Network. Could we go into that a little bit? Yes. Yeah, so uh, Quantum International, it's a, it's a public company that I purchased. Okay. And they're separate companies, but the way they interact is 
Quantum International, it's essentially a software house. We're building a bunch of software, some white label, some we're building, and we're going to run it uh, like what we did with Luda. Okay. And, uh, yeah, so obviously we need, for our Web3 section, we need a, a Layer 3 platform, and that's where we, that's where Legacy comes in. Okay, so, yeah. ah, that's sweet. Uh, now, when you look at Quantum International, that's going to be the backbone for building on top of the network for, um, would it be considered in-house projects? Uh, or would, as it still be, would it still be a partner project that's with, under the umbrella? I'm trying to understand that aspect of it. Yes, yeah, so... Uh, legacy network, it's just a standalone platform. Anybody can build on it. Yeah. Um, yes, I obviously I'm involved with legacy network. Um, but with quantum international, think of it as a community project that's building applications directly on legacy network without any direct involvement besides a crossover and employees. Okay. Now that makes more sense. So, what what do you feel is the biggest benefit or biggest advancement that Quantum International would bring to the legacy network ecosystem? Yeah, so um, I feel like the reason we went public with this company as opposed to just creating everything private and uh, international, you know, corporations and whatnot, uh, I really wanted to bring some legitimately uh, legitimacy and civility to the network. Okay. And uh, I think that's, that's where quantum comes in. You know, we got the decentralized side and now we have a little more centralized side in quantum international that we can bring to the public that's fully regulated and uh, just a different, um, a different demographic as well. Yeah. Now, you also mentioned Loot Up. Let's go into Loot Up and how Loot Up plays a part in the ecosystem as well. So Loot Up, although it's just an application, it plays just as big of a part as Legacy and Quantum International plays. Okay. So if you think of Legacy as the platform that things are built on, and you think of Quantum International as the force that's building on Legacy. Yep. Uh, I would see loot up as the glue that ties everything together. Okay. And uh, essentially what loot up is, it's a wallet. It's a simplified wallet. And uh, it's something as easy to use as any other popular payment platform out there. Okay. But still non-custodial. Um, it's still completely on chain. So instead of sending um, funds to long hashes, you just send to a username. Okay. You can cancel and confirm it on chain. You can send with invoices. So it pretty much has, you know, basic functions that I feel should have been there in uh, traditional crypto wallets from the beginning. Right. And uh, yeah, and it, it's it's a it's an app that makes it easy for everybody to use. Now, is that available on the App Store and Google Play right now? So we're not doing Google Play and Apple Store just because. Uh, the nature of crypto projects being on there right now. Okay. So we're, we're doing um, a web application first. Okay. And 
Um, that kind of brings me into something else I wanted to share. We're doing a meet and greet for Ludup end of the month in New York. Okay. And if anybody's around, uh, just DM me and we'll, you know, we'll grab some coffee, grab some lunch. People can test out the, the web app. And uh, if there's any questions, that's the best time to bring it up. That's sweet. Yeah. So is there a beta of Loot Up right now available? There isn't a beta, but we have a video of a beta that people can check out and get some information on. Do you have yeah. a launch date for the Loot Up application? Yes. So originally, we were supposed to launch at OnXDC. And we were really excited about that. But uh, unfortunately, there was some um, fires and some natural disasters that were happening around here. Yep. And uh, so we ended up moving it back to uh, the third of next month. Okay. And we're having that in Dubai. Okay, great. Now, as far as the loot up application as a whole. Mm hmm. What types of advancements could you see your development team building out within the loot up application in the future? Yeah. So besides, you know, the basic functions that we talked about, uh, we want to develop an entire marketplace and ecosystem where users can buy and sell and trade, not just digital assets like NFTs, but uh, physical assets as well. Okay. And there'll be tiered levels of KYC. And uh, we have a messenger. You can FaceTime with anonymous sellers and buyers and kind of get a feel for who they are. That's and a rating system as well. So, yeah, we, we you know, I feel like we've thought about uh, just different about everything. Aspects, different aspects yes. to the application. I got you. Exactly. When will you guys have a standalone application that is a wallet for the legacy network. Yes. Yeah, so we have the uh, legacy wallet currently that supports legacy mainnet. Okay. Um, we had another partner that kind of fell through, um, but fortunately it opened up a new opportunity with web three elite and uh, they'll be bringing a bunch of their wallets that are standalone and that'll support uh our network natively being in the legacy community. We've been hearing a lot about the Miradex and Ooh. you guys recently announced a merger of Miradex into circularity Fi. So let's talk about that partnership between the legacy network and circularity Fi. How did that come about and what are you guys looking to build in the future? Yeah. So, I mean, that's, that's something really exciting that we announced very recently, and uh, we were already working with the team behind Circularity Finance on, on the, um, numerous other projects, and uh, we were, we both had a DEX, and we're both trying to release it. And in this bear market, it's uh, it didn't it's make very sense. Hard. Yes, yes, it's a very hard thing to launch a DEX in a bear market. So what we decided is, all right, we got two DEXs. Why not we just merge it into one? Now we got double the liquidity. We have double the power because we got two different teams. Manpower as well. Yes. Right. And uh, and I'll be honest, they have a better platform. It's not just something as simple as a DEX. 
They have uh, a lot of different modules that we didn't have in our decks. Okay. And so we felt, you know, if we got to merge into one, let's merge into theirs because ours was a, a lot more simplified. You know, it was just basically a Uniswap clone, yeah. something similar to that. And what they have is, you know, they got uh, a lot of Defy modules already baked into it. And I think the community will benefit a lot from that. Yeah, I was looking over the last week at the different aspects of what Circularity Fi is bringing to the ecosystem. And I seen what they are doing for other ecosystems as well. And the different modules, as you mentioned, I think there's a lot of opportunity that will be created for new developers inside the ecosystem to bring new ideas to life. I like that a lot. Yeah, no, it's great. And, you know, you got the XDC aspect, who's also another partner of ours. So, yeah, I mean, I think overall, broader reach, it's, it's just it was the right decision for the community. Now, you mentioned XDC. Let's go into Ooh. that. Will you guys have bridges in the future onto XDC and bringing XDC onto the legacy network? A hundred percent. That's always okay. been part of the plan. And uh, especially with this new partnership with Circularity, Circularity Finance, uh, it's just, it's a no brainer. And they're already bridged on both, you know? Okay. So to expand the ecosystem, expand the community, from both yes. angles. I like that a lot because in the past, I've done a lot of work with the XDC network and I like how they've been growing as well. Over the last year, you've seen XDC blossom into a top 100 project in the um, industry right now. And I see that in the future for legacy network. Once you guys start building applications and yes. giving the community use cases, there's potential for you guys to start climbing up that ladder, top 200, top 300. I could see that in the future. Um, I would like to see you guys in the top 100 one day. And hopefully I uh, I, I I get to interview when you get there. <laughs> that would be amazing. Yeah, definitely the plan. So the next aspect of legacy network is with circularity five will you have the ability to create nfts using their platform you'll be able to create a lot more than that okay. um i'm not sure what i'm allowed to say on their side but i mean anybody can check out their website circularity.finance yeah and they have anything and everything you could possibly think of uh, on their platform and the tools to do it um, so without same, having any developer knowledge. The same yeah. tools that they use for the XDC ecosystem, you would mm -hmm. be able to use them same tools for the legacy network? Yes, and that's kind of the beauty of, uh, of this partnership. That's great. Now, <clears throat> the next aspect of legacy network and what the community wants to hear about the future is the dApps. What types yes. of use cases do you see for the legacy network when it comes to dApps? Yeah, I mean, I'll I'll drop one really good community project. Uh, 
So we have all of our dApps that we create, which is Luda up and everything on Quantum. But something the community is building right now that we're very excited about is uh, a first-person shooter game built on Legacy, uh, and it's called Legacy One Battleverse. And what you'll be able to do in this game is play with your friends, but also all of the skins, all of your weapons will be NFTs that you can take off and trade in a marketplace okay. and uh, get it off game. Yeah, and we're, we have a trailer for you guys. This is the world premiere of Legacy One Battleverse. 